everyone. How are you? Welcome to those of you here. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Um, I have a theory that I want to float by you guys today. We're going to do a little bit of an experiment. We like to do that around here. I have a theory that no matter how good something is that you have, you will find a way to complain about it. Okay, I'm just saying, like, I don't mean that judgy. I'm just saying we're all like that. So I want to kind of test that theory with you right now. Uh, and in just a moment, I'm going to put up some pictures of really good things, things that I think we all could agree are good things. And I want you to imagine that you have this thing, and I want you to see if you could come up with something to complain about, about it. And, and actually, let's do this. When you complain, turn to the person next to you and tell them how you and your magic ability as humans can complain about this good thing. All right, we ready? All right, so here's the first one. A uh, couple of ice cream sundaes. Who doesn't love a sundae? So turn and complain about something about this sundae. See, I can already tell you're so good at it already, right? Okay, so maybe, maybe you said, oh man, that's got a lot of calories. I'm trying to watch it, it's got a lot of calories. Maybe you're like me and you're gonna eat all that lactose and then about a half an hour later, you're gonna regret it. So maybe you said that. Um, in the Grove this morning, somebody said, not enough chocolate. And I'm like, okay, that's fair, all right. All right, let's do another one. This is yours, how would you complain about it? You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> All right. Did anyone, this is my first thought. I'm going to get a ticket in that thing. Did anybody else say like, I'm going to get a ticket in that thing? Or just like that would be expensive, like the insurance for that, right? Expensive. Okay. All right. So this guy got one more for you. Now again, pretend this is yours. How would you complain about it? Go. All right, now let me try to predict maybe what somebody said. If, if you're like me, you'd look at that and be like, that is a lot of house to have to take care of. Did anybody say that like that? It's expensive, there's all the things. Or like, the other thing I think of is like, well, when you live that close to the beach, all that salty air is like, it corrodes your car and your, I don't know, did anybody else say that? Again, somebody in the Grove was like, so many steps. <laughs> like, yes, yes. So I think I've proved my point. I think I'm right. We have a way of finding something wrong, even with the best stuff. And do you ever wonder why that is? I mean, is it just that we are, uh, we're never satisfied, like nothing is going to make us happy, nothing is ever good enough to please us? I mean, maybe it's a little bit that. Maybe you just say, well, I'm just a realist. It's not that I don't appreciate that, it's just that I'm a realist and I know there's going to be problems with it. Anybody think that way? Any realists in here? Yes? Yeah, you know who you are. Okay. Um, but uh, the, what I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot this week and trying to figure out, like, why is it? What is it about that that makes it so easy to complain? And I'm hearing my little earring clickety-clack, and the guys in the back are hating it. So look at this, sacrifice. I'm going to take out my earrings. I'm going to put them in my pocket, and I'm going to forget they're there. Then I'm going to find them next time I wear these pants. All right. 
All right, so I've been thinking about why this is and why, why is this so easy for us to complain? And I think I've come up with something and here's what I think it might have to do with. I think it's about our lack of being present in the moment. It's really hard for us to be present in the moment. Hear me out, let's look at our examples. Take the beach house. Instead of just enjoying it in the moment, we're thinking ahead of all the things that are gonna go wrong or how much it's gonna cost us, right? Or with the car, we think, well, yeah, that would be fun to drive, but every time I drive it, I'm gonna be thinking, well, this could happen in the future. I could get a ticket or I could get this or this or this. And, and uh, even with the Sunday, instead of just enjoying every delicious, ooey gooey bite, we're like, this is gonna be a problem later, right? You see what I'm saying? Like instead of being present in the moment, and I think it's true of important things in our life, spiritual things in our life, not just cars and houses and Sundays, although I think ice cream is spiritual, but, uh, and I think if we can't find a way to be present in these moments, we are gonna miss out on the good things that God has for us. We are gonna miss out on the beautiful experiences that God has designed for us to be able to enjoy. Well, today what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna teach you a prayer that is gonna anchor you in a moment, in the moment. I'm gonna teach you a prayer that's gonna help you have a broader sense of awareness, that's gonna help you be more focused in on the amazing blessings that you have in your life. So right now, if you are feeling overwhelmed, like you can't even enjoy the moment because you're too busy worrying about all the things, or maybe you just kind of feel like you're in a rut, like you just go day to day and you're not really enjoying any of it, then today is for you. Today we are gonna learn about prayers of thanksgiving, a prayer of thanksgiving. And I say, I say it, it's not just a prayer. It's not just like, hey, if you say this thing, then all of this is gonna be solved for you. But really, it's better to think about it like a type of prayer. It is about a practice of expressing gratitude. And it is that ongoing practice that will allow you to be able to embrace all that God has for you. We're gonna do things a little bit differently today. Um, today is um, the last Sunday before Chris comes back from his eight weeks of sabbatical. Uh, thank you for those of you that have been praying for him. I know that time has gone really, really fast. So he'll be back next week. So this is really our last chance to do whatever we want and he won't know. <laughs> Typically, this is the part in the message where one of our teachers gets up and does a 30-minute message, but because we like to be creative around here and mix things up, I am not going to preach a 30-minute message. You are. Is that cool? Can we? I'm kidding. No, I'm not going to do a 30-minute message. Instead, we're going to break it up a little bit. I'm going to teach a little bit, but then we are going to apply what we're talking about, like right here, together, right now. We're gonna um, teach a little, then apply it, and just kind of go together through this experience for the rest of our time in this service. But I do wanna give a little bit of a structure to our time together, and we're gonna do that through a passage, and we're gonna read this passage out loud together, and we're gonna read it a few times together because it's gonna be our structure, and because I want it to sink in for you. My hope is that you kind of know it by the end of our time. So together out loud, we'll put it up here, Psalm 107, one and two. Let's read it out loud together. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. 
His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Now, the reason I say that this is gonna be our structure is because kind of embedded in each one of these lines really is a different type of prayer of thankfulness. Or specifically, it's, it's, it's lining up a few different things to be thankful for. So we're gonna use this as our model today. All right, let's do it one more time out loud together. Here we go, nice and loud. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Okay, so right away in that first line, our very first type of thing to be thankful for, it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is what? Good, he is good. And this is, of course, the easiest one to start with, right? The easiest thing to be thankful for are the good things. You know, maybe you just got a raise or a promotion at work. Maybe you have a new friend or a new relationship that is a good thing. Maybe someone just gave you an awesome gift or, or maybe you went on a much needed vacation. Maybe you hit a milestone in your sobriety. Maybe you just had a great day with your grandkids recently. Whatever it is, a good thing. There's all sorts of good things in our lives that we can experience every day. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to think of one good thing, one good thing in your life. Now, I wanna challenge you to be specific. You're not allowed to say, my family. That's not specific enough. Or like, my friends. Like you have to be like, who and what about them? You're, if it's your spouse or your partner, like what about them is a good thing in your life right now? Or if it's somebody in your family, who is it? So really specific. Maybe it's an event. Maybe it's a person. Uh, it's a thing, a circumstance, whatever. You got it? You got it? Does everybody have something that they're starting to think about? I mean, it's pretty easy to come up with like one good thing. But what we're gonna do and what we often don't do is go that next step to be very intentionally grateful for that thing so that we can be more present to it. For example, say you're thinking like, you went to lunch yesterday with a good friend and you had a great conversation and it was like exactly what you needed and this is somebody you trust and you had a chance to confide in them and then they bought lunch. I mean, it can't get better than that, right? And so what you could do is you could just experience that good lunch and it's a good thing, but you move on with your day and the next day and you get distracted and you move on and that just becomes a thing that happened. But if you're able to stop and recognize that as a good thing. It allows you to continue to be present to all that that relationship brings, all that that moment brought, even all that that delicious food was for you, you know? It allows you to be more fully aware of this good thing. In James, it says this, this might be a verse you're familiar with, it says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. This verse is saying that you have a loving Father who, who provides for us, who is faithful, who is consistent. And what this verse does is it encourages us to give credit to God for the good things in our lives. There's a time when Jesus is talking to his followers and he's encouraging them to ask God, your heavenly father, what you need. Ask for what you need. And he says this thing where he says, even earthly dads know how to give good gifts to their kids. How much more does your creator, your designer, 
your heavenly Father know how to give you a good thing. A prayer of thanksgiving is really just giving credit to God for the good thing in your life. And when you do that, you make yourself more present to that good thing. Because remember I said one of our problems is that we're not present in the moment, but being thankful, it actually allows us to be present. Thankfulness brings us back into that moment so that we can fully engage and embrace what God has for us. So as promised, we are gonna practice that right now. All of you should have gotten some kind of a little bundle. It was either on your seat or if you're up in the upper seats, you were handed it when you came in. It's got some paper and it has the world's smallest clothespin you've ever seen. And it has a pen. And those of you that are online, this will be really easy for you to just grab a paper and pen and you'll be able to participate with us as well. And what I wanna invite you to do in the next few minutes is take that, that kind of colored sheet of paper, everybody kind of has a different color, and take that little paper clip. And I want you to write um, on there one thing that you're thankful for. What is the one thing that has come to mind for you as you think about one good thing? It could be a big, huge thing, it could be a little tiny thing. And I want you to write it down on there. And then once you've done that, I wanna invite you to get up from your seats and you'll see that we've got some poles here on the sides with some string. And you can find the nearest pole. I'll be like a flight attendant. They're here, here, and here. Find the nearest pole near you. And then you're gonna go up and you're gonna take that little paper clip and just clip it onto a piece of twine wherever there's room. And as you do it, don't just do it as like, okay, I did the thing. As you clip it, I wanna invite you, have a moment of intentional gratitude about that good thing. All right, we'll give you a couple minutes to do that now.
I know some of you are still putting your notes up, but just look around. I mean, how cool is it to see every one of these things is a good thing represented in our community here, a good thing that maybe we weren't intentionally thankful about before, but we were today. So those of you that are still doing it, that's fine. You can keep doing that. We're going to move on, though, to the next part of our verse and see another type of way to be thankful. So as we were before, let's go ahead and read our verse again. Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And on this time, I want you to hone in on that second line and specifically the word endures. His love endures. Can you say endures? endures. Yeah, and it's this idea that it is just there. It is steady. It's consistent. It's always there. It's ordinary. Now, I don't say ordinary like the usual way we mean ordinary, which means not special, just typical. I mean ordinary in the sense that it is normal. God's love for us is our normal experience. It is standard for those of us who are attuned to his love. And so when you think about God's love, I want you to think about how it is just always there. Now, the problem with that is that when something is always there, what happens? we stop noticing it, right? <laughs> we used to live, when we lived in Michigan, we lived a few blocks away from a train track, and there was a train that went by at least 10 times a day, and it was kind of far away, and so you just, it was kind of a quaint sound, but I stopped noticing. So we'd have people come over to our house, and inevitably they would hear it, and they'd go, oh, that's, you live by the train, and I'm like, I didn't, did it, did it happen? I, did, I didn't even hear it. Well, because we weren't right by the train where you don't want to hear it, we were far away and it was quaint sounding, like I said, I wanted to hear it. So I decided I was going to try and notice it. And guess what happened? I did not notice it still. It just was always there and it just eventually stopped noticing it. Well, this is what can happen with God's ongoing, enduring love, his presence, his goodness even. When we don't have a way that we can intentionally notice the thing that's always there, we will stop noticing it. It will be something that, yes, it's ordinary because it's always there, and yet it is rich for us, but we don't notice it. So for the next uh, little bit of our time, we're going to talk about how to notice ordinary things and to be thankful for ordinary things. I'm going to teach you a practice that I have been a part of, a prayer practice that helps you just get better at noticing and being able to be thankful for those everyday kind of things. But first I want to tell you a story. So during Chris's sabbatical, one of the things that we did is we went on a family vacation and we went to Mazatlan, which was beautiful and wonderful and it's right there on the beach. Uh, but one of the nights, uh, like all the nights, we had the discussion of where are we going to go to dinner. And instead of kind of going, you know, leaving the hotel because we saw that thunderstorms were coming and we thought we'll just stay at the hotel. We haven't eaten at this restaurant yet. So we were like, okay, whatever, you know, we'll just, we'll go down, we'll eat. They sat us outside under an overhang, sure enough. A few minutes after we sat down, started raining. But it wasn't anything crazy. There wasn't like really crazy thunderstorms. It was just raining, a little bit of a breeze. I was watching the people on the beach who were trying to figure out if they should just stay in the rain or go. I was kind of anticipating some delicious food. 
So it was in essence, like as far as vacations go or being at the beach, it was pretty ordinary, nothing super special. But sitting there in that very ordinary moment, I felt a really strong sense of paying attention to the moment. And I felt, I just, I, I experienced God's goodness. I, I felt um, happy to be there with my family. Um, I felt relaxed in, in my body. I felt rested. And I, I, I really did enjoy just people watching and seeing what they would do and watching the clouds. Just simple. And I didn't do anything about it other than recognize the moment, enjoy it, and have gratitude about that it happened. Now, the reason I think that I was able to kind of anchor in on that very ordinary moment is because of this prayer practice that I've been doing for the last four or five years. And and as I said, it's a practice that allows you to kind of look back and pay attention to the ordinary everyday things in your life and yet to look at them with more intention. And what I have found is that as I've gotten used to doing that prayer that is a prayer of reflection back on your day, it not only has helped me be able to reflect back on a day and take myself back to those moments, but it's actually helped me get better at when the moment happens to have that sense of presence. And that's what happened that day on the beach in Mazatlan. One of the ways that we can be thankful and and bring us into being more present is to pay attention to just the ordinary things in our day. And sometimes we find that those ordinary moments can actually be really special. So you probably are going to guess what we're going to do right now. And that is that I want to have us experience together this prayer practice that I was talking about. And and the way that it's going to work is actually, don't worry, it's going to be really easy. Um, I have, we're going to listen to an audio recording of somebody guiding you through this reflective prayer. Uh, So you don't have to, you don't have to do anything other than just sit there and engage in some dialogue with God. Um, I I don't want you to judge yourself or feel like you're doing anything wrong, not doing it right. I want you to try to just not worry about anybody around you. Um, The one thing I will say is, like I said, this is typically a prayer where you reflect on your day. So you'll hear him say to think back on your day. And it's it's 1119, so we haven't had that much of a day yet. Uh, So I want to just tell you, if you want to think back on yesterday instead, you can do that. If you're an early riser and you've been up since four and it's already been a day, you can think about today. But I just, I didn't want to get distracted there. Um, so uh, what I want you to do is um, kind of get yourself comfortable. So if you have your arm around somebody or you're holding hands, just let go. Put both your feet on the floor. Get settled, get comfortable. Like I said, we're just going to be here together. It's going to be about five minutes. And I want you to just be present to where God might take you as you reflect on this prayer. We're gonna kind of dim the lights a little bit and you're welcome to close your eyes as well. And we'll go ahead and do that now. First, start by finding stillness. Allow yourself to relax and do just the minimum it takes to be here. Shut your eyes if it helps. 
Gently listen to all the sounds around you. Try to capture each one. Now, what is the best thing which happened today? It might be something small. It might be something big. Remember that moment in your day. See it again. Touch it. Hear it. Smell it, or taste it all over again. And whatever that moment was, just thank God for it. Let that feeling of thankfulness spread to the whole of your day. Ask for a gentle light so that you can see what God has been doing in your life. Now replay everything that happened today in your mind, just as though you are watching a movie. Start from the moment you woke up. What you did with your day. How you spent your free time. The people you were with. What amazed you or what disappointed you. Where you feel thankful, give thanks to God who gave you that moment. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When you 
can be present to the ordinary things. It, it allows you to be taken to a place of extraordinary gratitude. I hope in that time you felt that. I know some of you, I appreciate you experimenting. Some of you are like, that was weird. I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Others of you are like, where has this thing been all my life? That's kind of how I felt when I was first introduced to the prayer of examine. Well, I want to encourage you to just whatever has started in this conversation that you just had with God, um, that you continue it this week. You know, this whole series, we're encouraging you to be continuing and trying out these different prayers throughout the week. So um, those of you that have the I Dare You prayer booklet that goes along with the series, you can use some of that space to continue this conversation. And if you don't have one yet, it's not too late to get one. So just stop by the info kiosk on your way out and and we'll be able to give you one of those. But whatever it is, keep going in this conversation and in this practice of finding a way to notice God in the ordinary. And then, don't just stop there, but express gratitude for just those very ordinary glimpses of God's enduring love. Okay, we are gonna move on to one last place in our last little bit of time together. Uh, we've talked about having gratitude in good things and in ordinary things, and this last place to be thankful is even in the hard things. And yes, you heard me right. We are going to try to be thankful in the difficult things. I want you to think right now about a place in your life that is difficult for you, something that you have going on. It might be one thing that has happened. It might be an ongoing thing. It might be something that's an inner struggle for you. It might be more of a tangible, physical thing. Whatever it is, I want you to identify that one thing. And in the rest of our little bit of time together, I want you to have that difficult thing in your mind. Let me read to you 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And what Paul's saying in this verse when he uses that word rejoice, it is a choice. It is a choice to find joy in all circumstances. See, Paul believed that God is at work. No matter what circumstance, that God is at work at work. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that God can be at work for your good even in a circumstance that is not one that you want to be in? And could there be any way that there could be a bit of thankfulness somewhere in that difficult thing? When I was in middle school, I read this book called The Hiding Place by Corrie Ten Boom. Maybe some of you are familiar with it. And she was a young Dutch woman, um, and her family hid Jews during World War II, and they got caught. And her, Corrie, and her sister Betsy, they got taken to a Nazi concentration camp, and they were there for almost a year. And this book is about their experience there. And at one point, they were getting moved to a different dormitory, they called it, and they, they couldn't believe it, but when they got there, it was even worse than the conditions that they had already been in. And she writes about how she walked in and immediately this, the smell was rancid, that it was filthy, that Everything that you don't want it to be is what it was. That even the beds weren't really beds as much as just straw squares that you would share with, and they were stacked three high and end to end, and they just filled the room. It was just a claustrophobic, filthy, disgusting place. 
And she writes that as soon as she laid down on that straw, she was immediately bit by fleas. There were fleas everywhere. But as was their practice, her and her sister, they got out their little Bible that they had somehow managed to smuggle in. And as was their practice, they opened it up and they began reading and they came across these verses that we're reading here that say, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And her sister Betsy said, okay, let's pray about all the things we're thankful for. And Corey looked around at this horrid place that they were in, and she looked back at her sister and she said, such as, maybe you feel that way in your terrible circumstance and you hear someone say, hey, maybe there's a way to be thankful in it, and you look around and you say, no. And well, Betsy went on and she said, well, we're together. We haven't gotten separated yet. And Corey said, yeah, okay, I can be thankful for that. And then she said, and we have this Bible that they haven't found. And she said, yes, I can be thankful for that. And then Betsy goes on to pray all the things that she's thankful for. And she says, and for this, and for this, and for this. And then she says, and I'm thankful for the fleas. And Corey interrupts her. And she says, Betsy, there is no way that even God is going to make me thankful for a flea. And then they continued in what they had been doing, and they continued to read their Bible, and they continued to pray for the women they were with and to talk to them about God, and even to have some semblance of almost like a little Bible study there in this flea-ridden room in the concentration camp. And it went on for a while, and they never got caught or punished for this. And in fact, no one seemed to be paying any attention to what they were doing in that room, and that was kind of weird because Everywhere else in the camp, there were at least a half a dozen guards who were watching, who were brutalizing the women, who were abusing them. And after a while, they found out that none of the guards would step foot in that room because of the fleas. They overheard one of them saying, I'm not going in there to check on them. That room's ridden with fleas. These fleas that were part of what were making their life so terrible were the very thing that gave what they would say was one of the biggest gifts to them, to have a place of refuge where you were safe, where you could pray with freedom, where you could not be anxiety-ridden about what was gonna happen next. See, when you are in the middle of a hard thing, you have no idea how God will use it. You have no idea what he will do in you because of it. And that is how you could find a way to express a little bit of even one thing that you might be thankful for in the middle of it. Let's say our verse together once again. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That last line where it says, the redeemed of the Lord. If you have received grace, if you have accepted Jesus to be your salvation, you are redeemed. Your trajectory has moved from death to life. And if God can redeem you, then he can redeem your circumstances. He can redeem that difficult thing 
that you're going through. I have one more response that I'm gonna ask of you. You have one more piece of paper left and it's that half sheet of white paper that actually has our verse written on the top. And I want you to spend a couple of minutes here as we close writing down something about your difficult thing. And this is not gonna be anything you're gonna put up anywhere, this is just for you. Maybe you just write one word or one name or maybe you wanna journal a little bit, that's okay to do too. And maybe in it, there might be a way for you to name one thing that you can choose to be thankful for, even in the middle of your very difficult thing. So we'll give you just a few minutes to do that now.
posture of gratitude. We choose to make ourselves present through a practice of noticing. You know, we talked this morning a little bit about how part of how we aren't present is because we aren't thankful, and yet if we can be thankful, it will bring us to be more present. But you know what? It goes full circle. 
as we are present, we become abundantly more thankful. So thank you for being present here. I wanna invite you to continue to be present to what God's doing in your life this week in the good things, in the ordinary things, and even in the hard things. Now as we go, instead of a prayer, let's do our verse one more time as, as our intention, as our prayer for what our week will be. Let's say our verse again together. I think it's there, it's coming. Do we know it? Do you have it on your paper? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next week and we would love to have you grab a prayer booklet if you don't have one. And we would also love to get those pens back on your way out the door. See you guys next week.